0: Haley, highly, holy ho! It's the Harland Highway, and off we go. Hey guys, it's me, Harlan Williams. Um, how are you? How are you? You doing okay? Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. I'm I'm, I'm running a little bit of a cold, as you can hear. Uh, but still, don't let it deter you. This still will be a great phlegm-free show. I hope. Because today we are talking about penis size. This is an important um, topic for men and women. Scientists have done some research about penis size. And uh, I'm going to be talking about the results. So get ready, okay? Um, I'm also going to be talking about um, going to the doctor. I had a very strange, intimate moment. At my doctor's office, when I went in for my physical, it was kind of weird, kind of awkward, kind of strange, but it happened. So I'm going to get into that, share that wacky moment with you. And then something I'm going to share with you, uh, life's small pleasures, how how that unexpected moments in life can pop up anywhere that can put a smile on your face. I had a moment that happened in a mall. I'll share it with you on the always pleasurable Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, bruh? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? (laughs) I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing just made a wrong turn onto the harland highway this is your fucking wake-up call man you're riding down the harland highway with harland williams in 30 seconds you'll be dead i'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes okay so i did it uh don't like it but had to do it uh went in for my physical my yearly physical, or in my case, my every seven-year physical. Um, and uh, I'm not going to talk about taking the blood. I've already talked about that, where, I, you know, I'm a fainter. I don't do good with the blood. Uh, but I didn't faint, just so you know. I did not faint. Uh, but what they did do is they took an X-ray of my lungs inside my chest yeah, okay, Harlan, we get it. Your lungs are inside your chest. Yeah, makes sense. Most of us have them there, idiot. Um, and and what was weird is the guy took the X ray and then he's like, Come on in here, man, let me show you what I got. And now I'm in this like dark little room with a computer screen and an X ray technician. And together we're sitting there in this romantic mood lighting, <laughs> staring inside of me. It was p- very peculiar. He's like, "Look, there's your stomach, and there's your there's your lungs. Oh, your lungs look really good, nice and clear. There's your ribs. Uh, there's your neck. There's your esophagus." And I'm just like, "God." I mean, you don't even have, you, people don't have sex that's as intimate as that, you know? And here's, here I am with a guy, a dude, a male nurse. Well, not a nurse, he's like an x-ray tech, skilled guy. And I'm standing in this dimly lit room, and we're looking deep inside of me. I mean, isn't this stuff I should be sharing with a with a woman, with with a with a with my with the love of my life? Was it wrong that me and the X-ray tech started d- slow dancing in the glow of my X-ray in the little room? Was that is that inappropriate? Can't tell you, it's very weird. Look at your spine. There's your spine. Looks good. And they made me like hold my arms out to my sides when they took the X ray. So there's my scapulas like going to work. And I'm I'm sitting there. I'm I'm actually had this thought. This is so how bizarre it is. I'm going, man, look at my scapulas, man. Oh, I got I got me some fine ass scapulas right there. I should be a scapula model. You know, there's like hand models and Foot models, you know, finger models. I should be a scapula model. I got some. Oh, I I got I can boast about my scapulas. I don't know what you got. I don't even know if you've seen your scapulas. I've I've seen mine. I've seen mine, and they are hot. They are ten out of ten, baby. But I tell you, it's weird. It's weird you're looking at it with another guy. It's weird you're looking inside your body. I mean, when, when God created man, or if we evolved, whatever you believe, when all the creatures were made, I don't think ever there was a creature made where whoever made the grand design went, and this creature will be able to look right inside itself. This creature will be able to see its organs. Well, it's still alive. I mean, it's just a bizarre thing. Talk about uh, ingenuity. Talk about technology. Forget about a cell phone. I mean, and this this whole process took all of like two minutes. Okay, in the old days, I think they used to like take X rays and send them away to a lab. This guy literally took a shot of my torso, and two minutes later, we were in the uh, the viewing room, slow dancing, looking looking at my innards. It was very weird. I, I was it, should I be uncomfortable? Is this is this overly intimate? Should This guy. At least take me to a ball game first or a, out to an olive garden? Maybe a scallop fest on at, at Red Lobster? I mean, should there be some kind of emotional connection before I let you look into my body, sir? <laughs> it was very weird. And as you can hear, I have a little bit of a cold. So uh, the good news is my lungs looked very clear. But there's a few little, like, spidery veins where he goes, oh, you must have, like, uh, looks like some phlegm in here. You might, It looks like you have a bit of a cold. I, I go, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And uh, there I was looking at my phlegm cold. Ah, nothing like waking up in the morning and looking at the phlegm inside your body. And I got to be honest, I was, a, I was a little apprehensive to look at my lungs because, sadly, My Uncle Tom, my dad's brother, who I love dearly and uh, was a great man, he just died of lung cancer uh, about three-quarters of a year ago. And he was one of these guys that was uh, in good health. And he went in for a checkup, and they did this x-ray, and all of a sudden uh, there was all these black dots on his lungs. And uh, you know his lungs look like a hundred one Dalmatians. It's everything there, but the Disney logo. And once you got that, man, it's it's hard to come back. And unfortunately, my uncle Tom did not come back. R.I.P. Um. So it, it, there's a whole bunch of different uh, thoughts and emotions going on when you uh you go in for this stuff. And I don't know. Maybe they'll give me a picture of it. Maybe I'll share it with you guys. How many of you raise your hands? Raise your scapula if you'd like to see inside of Harland. And when I say that, I mean in my chest. Okay, you dirty. Ugh. So there you go. That's that's my little story. <laughs> I've, I should be going. I've got uh, I've got a date with the uh, X ray tech. He's going to look uh, inside my, my head later, see if there's anything there. Probably just one big black hole in there. Um. <laughs> so there you go. Modern medical technology. And by the way, go get your physical if you haven't had it done. It, it's horrible. I, I hate doing it. I hate going to the doctor. There's nothing I dread more than having blood work done, but uh, you got to do it, man. It could be could be the difference between living and dying. And uh, ugh, so this this is my week to do all that: dentist, doctor, X-rays, blood work, all of that stuff. I'm just like this. This is like health week. So far, so good. I'll keep you posted. Uh, i got to go buy a uh, Kenny G CD so I can finish my dance. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Kenny G. The dance is over. Kenny! Thank you. Thank you. You can leave. But I, I won't leave the medical arena. I won't leave the uh, arena of the human anatomy because hold on to your hold on to your horse hogs gentlemen uh, this may or may not be good news what I'm about to tell you uh so you know get ready science proves women like men can you figure it out? With bigger penises. Oh boy, guys! How how many of you guys just like had a little twinge, had a little like baby seizure? Um, yeah, the, the, they've done uh, they've done some research now, some conclusive research, and it's uh, it's not good. Okay, a study released today in the uh, National Academy of Sciences. Says that women are attracted to penises, and is this any surprise? The bigger, the better. Okay. Penis size does affect attractiveness, said the lead off author of the study. Uh, past research has seemed to indicate that women, as a group, are drawn to larger male members. But those results have always been disputed as sexist or scientifically flawed or both. And by the way, who came up with the word member? Okay, I'm a member of Netflix. Okay, I'm a member of a gym. That's, that's, that's where members should start and stop. I don't want anyone ever referring to my, my meatloaf as a member. Guys, have you ever had a woman say, "Hey baby, pull the member out. Let's have some fun." No. Get rid of that word, please. Member. Members. <laughs> Members only. Um So this team of uh of uh, researchers at the Australian National University designed an experiment uh in hopes of settling all this controversy Of whether it was sexist or, uh, you know, flawed, scientifically flawed. Uh, So what they did is they created 49 unique computer-generated nude life-size male figures. Each figure varied in three traits, height, shoulder-hip ratio, and flaccid penis size. Again, another word, can we get rid of flaccid penis? Just together, flaccid member. it sounds like a like a a bad canoe team or something or a rowing team. I say, are we going rowing this morning, Stephen? Yes, of course we are. We're all members of the flaccid rowing team. So the researchers uh, displayed all the figures to a hundred and five Australian women. With an average age of 26 years old, the women, who were not told which traits were varied, were asked to rate the attractiveness of the figures as sexual partners on a scale of 1 to 7. The women were placed alone in a room, and their responses were anonymous. So, wait a minute, maybe this is just maybe just Australian women like a big sock, summer kielbasa. Maybe they should have uh, mixed it up a bit, put in some Asian women, some African-American women, some Eskimo women. Um, So anyways, in past, the studies have shown women prefer tall men with broad shoulders and narrow hips like an Olympic swimmer, like Michael Phelps. You know what? That guy does have broad shoulders and slim hips, but he, he looks like a bit of a doofus. Um, So when the researcher controlled for those variables, it turned out that the penis size, overall length and girth, was about as important as stature. As you increase the penis size, the amount of attractiveness scores get bigger. In a linear fashion, the researcher explained, until 7.6 centimeters or 3 inches, After three inches, attractiveness still increased, but in smaller increments. Wow. Says the women also spent more time gazing at the generously endowed. Okay, endowed. Can we get rid of that? That word sound you ever see beaver to cleaver? Uh, (laughs) Leave it to beaver. (laughs) The father's name, I think, was Hugh Dow. Beaver Cleaver's father on that old TV show. It sounds a lot like Endowed. Um, so this was a sign that women liked looking at bigger penises as opposed to smaller penises. Women with a greater body mass index held stronger preferences for big penises. And size was most critical in tall men. They suggested maybe because a taller guy must have a disproportionately larger penis to sort of make it clear he's endowed. They say some have argued the penis size is driven by a body obsessed culture and porn saturation. But the researchers say, um, and these guys have conducted studies on orgasm and penis size. Um they say there might be some like evolutionary motivation at work here, so I don't know um, uh, but you know, is this any surprise? um uh, I mean, should we do a study to see if most men like big breasts over little breasts? I mean, come on, man. Look, if I'm going to be uh, graphic and honest here, you got you got to figure a, a woman's private area is uh, inverted. It's designed to be filled. And probably the more you stress it, the more you stretch it, the more friction is created, the more all the nerve endings and erogenous zones and everything is touching and causing friction and firing on all cylinders as opposed to something little in there that you're not even sure it's in there. So I don't know if this was just kind of a waste of time, but it sounds like they've finally figured it out. Gee, women like bigger penises as opposed to smaller ones. So... And it's a weird thing, man. You know, I used to go to an all-boys boarding school when I was a kid, and they used to make all the boys shower together, okay? And when you're a kid, you don't think much of it. You're like, okay, that makes sense. We're all boys. We're all at a boarding school. But when, you, when you're showering with, like, 40 friggin' boys at a time, older ones, younger ones, you see a lot of wackadoodles, and by the way, can we not say that again, too, please? Member, Oregon, Hugh Dow, and Wackadoodle. Why did I say that? And it's true. There, the, the 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 gamut is. You know, when you're standing in the shower, you can't help but see them. And I've seen hundreds, and that doesn't sound good, but. You know, this is when you're an innocent kid and you, you, it doesn't mean anything. You're like, okay, whatever. I'm at an all-boys boarding school and we all shower together. Whoopie do. doo And you can't help but see them. I mean, you're right there. You're, you're like, we had these communal showers where there were like, literally, uh, there was like 10 shower heads. And we'd all go out and do sports. And so we all... We, everything was regimented. We'd do sports. We'd have to go in and shower. We'd have to get ready for dinner, go to the dining hall. And it was just part of the routine. And so guys were walking in and out of the showers, new guys, black guys, white guys, tall guys, short guys. And it's true. There, there's all kinds of stuff out there. And and sometimes it was surprising because you'd see, like, uh, a guy you'd never suspect like kind of a nerd or a short guy and all of a sudden you're like holy god look at that dinosaur tail and then there'd be like a big like buff like you know one of the bigger boys at the school and you're like wait where is it what what is he has he even got one so i guess you know it's something us straight guys don't really have to to think about really or navigate through but uh I guess you women, you women, that that's part of the uh, part of the equation. So hopefully you uh, you find uh, find a nice juicy one and uh, you're happy. And uh, us men, we uh, we probably you know if you're looking uh, to uh, equal this survey up, it's probably the boob thing. Guys are definitely lured in by probably bigger boobs versus smaller ones. Although I think most men will find smaller ones sexy and attractive and wonderful. But if you're just talking about a woman, uh, you know, walking by maybe five or six women, most men would probably look at the one with the big breasts. So there you go. Another study, uh, I don't know that you need to study it. It seems like it's primal, that it's, uh, it's obvious. But uh, you know, now we know. At least the Australian women, huh? Oh, that's not a penis. This is a penis. He's got a knife. <laughs> that's not a knife. That's a knife. Okay, so I like this, this next story. This this happened to me uh just the other day, and uh this this put a smile on my face. I hope this puts a smile on your face. Do you have a face? Do you have eyes without a face? Are you Billy Idol? Have I guessed who it is? Do you have eyes without a face, sir? Are you Billy Idol? Yeah you got me, I'm Billy Idol, all right? Excellent. What do I win? A punch in the face. Okay, let's move on. Um, I was at a mall. Um, I was touring. I was doing some comedy shows, and I stopped into a mall to wander around. And uh, I came across this place uh, called uh, vanna. Yeah, T-Vana, Teavana. tea Vanna. As in the drink, tea. And what this place was, it was um, it was kind of like I guess it's a chain. I'd never been to it before, but as you can hear, I've got this cold. I got a raspy throat. I think it's kind of sexy. All right, Billy Idol, back off, up yours. Um, so I thought, you know, oh, tea and honey will cure it. You know, we always have these ridiculous antidotes <laughs> for our ailments. What, I've got rectal cancer? Well, a muffin and some carrot juice should clear that up. Uh, So anyways, I go in, and I I like tea. I don't drink it very often. I maybe have tea like maybe twice a year, maybe five times a year. Um, Sometimes no times a year. But I enjoy it when I have it, and this time I kind of went out of my way. I thought I'll have some nice tea, put some honey in it. It'll be good for my throat. Really didn't change my throat, as you can hear. Um, But it tasted good. And so this place uh, is a chain, and I guess it's kind of like the Starbucks for tea. The idea being that they specialize in all different teas, and you go in, and they've got all these giant tins. They're like giant cookie tins. And they're all stacked up on the wall, and there's all these flavors like Hawaiian pineapple and Earl Grey and... Darjeeling breakfast tea and, uh, you know, uh, South Filipino um, water wax tea. I don't know the names. What am I, a tea a pert? A te- tea, tea expert? A tea pert? Um, so, of course, you know, not wanting to waste time and go through all these teas I didn't know about, I just went, Do you have a breakfast tea? And the girl's like, you know, oh, you mean like blah blah blah? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like going into Baskin Robbins and ordering the the vanilla. That's what I, I was that guy. It's like all these flavors of Baskin Robbins. You know, mint chocolate chip and coconut walnut uh, maple praline cream. Yeah, I love the vanilla, please. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm just boring. Yeah. So I just wanted to get in and out of there. So I order the uh I order the um uh, the uh the, the regular breakfast tea and the lady pulls one of these big tins off the shelf. She goes, Oh, this is what it they have a sample. I'm like, What? So she opens the tin and puts it like close to my face and with the lid of the round tin and, and just so you know, the tins are about the circumference of an average, like, dinner plate. And she starts, like, wafting it. She starts, like, w- w- you know, wafting the, the lid back and forth and pushing all the air into my face. As if I could, you know, to smell the aroma of the tea. What she didn't know is I'm, like, clogged up. And this is me sniffling. <sniffs> I know, gross, right? But that you know, when you try to sniff something when you're clogged up, you know, you don't you can't smell every anything. You know, it's kind of sick, but all the air has to filter through like nine layers of booger and phlegm. That'd be like putting a lasagna over your mouth, and someone saying, "Okay, breathe." But there's seven layers of cheese pasta. And meat between me and the outside air. Yeah, breathe. You can't do it. So I couldn't smell anything, right? She's wafting away and then I was with my friend and she she ordered like some like exotic like Hawaiian Marigold splash dance or something, right? And she opened this one. I looked inside. It looked like potpourri. You ever been to somebody's house and they got potpourri sitting out? It was like this blend of like it looked like flower buds and wood chips and uh, chipmunk droppings. And she takes the lid off and she's wafting. You know, it looks like, it looks like she's you know waving a cymbal from a drum set into your face. It's like whoosh, 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 whoosh. you know, you ever see someone when they're hot? And they're walking around or they're sitting in a nightclub and they start wafting the menu back and forth in front of their face like that's going to cool them down. (laughs) You know, that's what she was doing. She was like wafting the aroma from the tea uh, jar at us. And it was a little weird. I thought, oh, this is kind of pretentious. This is kind of, come on. This is kind of weird. I get it. This is your shtick. This is T. Vanna's little thing. So what we'll do is when our customers come in, take the lid off and waft them. I don't think any other um, franchise or or coffee or tea chain in the world wafts their customers. I mean, isn't that awesome to walk into a place and get wafted? Hey, baby, where you want to go get something to drink? Oh, baby, I feel like getting a, my waft on. I'm, let's go get wafted. I'll be, be feeling that waft coming. You know I've been wanting to get wafted all day. Oh, yeah, baby, let's go get wafted. Let's go get that waft on, baby. We're going to get wafted, baby, real good. Oh, yeah, baby, let's go get a dual double waft. Such a weird word, waft. So me and my friend are standing there we're getting wafted with like, you know, regular breakfast tea and and Hawaiian coconut, you know, beaver shavings or whatever the hell it was. And it was a little weird, a little awkward, but I get it. You know, I get what they're doing. It was kind of catchy and I guess it makes sense. Maybe I was a little, uh, you know, cynical because I couldn't smell anything. So I was like, oh, boy. You know, and it felt a little effeminate. You know, you're you're a guy. I'm like six one and a half. You know, I kind of enjoy my manliness, and here I am standing in a mall in front of everybody, getting wafted with a Hawaiian coconut sprinkle reek. <laughs> So I endured it, and I got the tea, and, uh, you know, I got them to put a bunch of honey in it, and uh, it felt good. It felt good. And as I was standing there, like, kind of adding the honey and stirring my tea, getting ready to leave, I looked beside me, and this is the part I really like. This was really cool. I looked beside me, and I see a guy standing there. I didn't really see the guy first. I looked down, and I saw a great big German shepherd beautiful german shepherd dog i'm like oh there's a dog in the mall and then i saw he had one of those special harnesses on and i looked up and i saw the guy and and his eyes were a little wonky and i realized oh okay this guy's blind and uh we just happened to be standing there stirring our drinks and uh he started talking to one of the attendants asking questions and uh he seemed like a very gentle like Kind guy, he seemed very soft-spoken and had a kind face. Seemed like a sweet, sweet human being, you know, gentle demeanor. Uh, and his dog was certainly beautiful. And I just watched as I was stirring. I was watching his eyes move, and you know, he he had eyes, but they he couldn't see obviously. And one of his eyes was kind of crooked, and it, it was interesting to see his eyes moving, but in my head I was going, wow, his eyes are moving, but he can't see anything. And I wondered if there was any light getting in or if everything was blurred or if it was just black. And I thought, how how very strange and how how kind of cruel to have physical eyes, but they don't work, they don't see. And again, this this guy seemed like so nice and gentle and... I just felt, uh, oh, man, you know, that's not not fair, but but it is what it is. We all get assigned our lot in life, and fate is fate, and destiny is destiny, so, you know, I just watched the guy, and and the lady led him over the tea counter, and I kind of concluded that he must have been completely blind, because he literally was just feeling. He had his hands out, and he couldn't tell where the counter was, and the... The lady was helping him, and he finally got to the counter, and he was touching it, and it occurred to me that his blindness was probably pretty severe, and the fact that he had a a guide dog, you know. Um, So anyways, I I saw him go to the counter, and as I was standing there stirring, I was right beside him. I was about three, four feet away, and um, he started talking to the girl very gently, and Asking what kind of teas they had and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the girl was very nice with him. And then all of a sudden he picked one out. He said, yeah, I like I like this one. And the lady turned around and she pulled open the, the lid of the tea jar and she started wafting. She just started wafting, and I, I was, like, profiled to the whole event. I wasn't behind him. I wasn't in front of him. I was, I was profile. And all of a sudden it clicked, and I thought this was such a beautiful moment because here was this man who was deprived of sight, and here was this lady wafting the aroma of some type of exotic tea or some type of tea from other parts of the world, And the look on this blind man's face, and he was more of a boy. He was kind of somewhere between boy and man. I'd put the guy in his, you know, maybe mid-twenties. And the look on his face was heavenly because he couldn't see, but his nose, his sense of smell, at that moment I could tell, were his eyes. And the fact that he could walk into a store... And use his nose, use his sense of smell to, to, in essence, pick out a product, to guide him, to, to make him uh, aware and, and feel the product he wanted. It was a beautiful sight. It was very moving to me. It was a small thing, but it was very moving. And the look on his face, he just he smiled. And even though his eyes were, as I said, blinded, there was an expression that came into his eyes. There was an expression on his face and just his voice. He was just like, oh, that is that is wonderful. That is, oh, you know what that smells like. That is just, what a beautiful, I really like that. Like he started talking about what he was smelling. And uh, it was very moving. It was very uh, beautiful and it made me feel all these things. It made me feel so blessed that I had sight. And it made me feel sad that he didn't have sight. But it also made me rejoice in the fact that us human beings are so complex. And we have so many senses and so many um, um, receptacles, if you will, to, to, to filter and and take in and absorb the environment and the things around us, and the sounds and the smells and uh and it was just a beautiful moment to see this 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 man kind of wallowing in in this this moment in time where this woman was wafting this aroma into his face, and he couldn't see, but you could just tell he was he was feeling and experiencing so much. And I thought, man, th- this store couldn't be more perfect for someone without sight. What an interesting oversight that, that I didn't even think of that. W- what a fun experience. What a bonus for a blind person to be able to come in. And part of the experience of being a consumer of purchasing is the experience of having to use your, your nose and your sense of smell. And the employees pushing, pushing the air and, and the odor towards you. And this guy just looked looked so happy. And, and I, I wondered in my head, I was, I was like, I wonder if this guy comes in here all the time. I wonder if this is like a stop on his route. And this provides him a lot of happiness and, and you know, personal fulfillment. And I think I know the answer because, uh, like I said, the look on his face and and the uh, the joy that seemed to be coming from this moment was just uh, it was kind of beautiful to see. And so, uh, so there you go. It's kind of a simple story. It's a weird story, but it was an unexpected story. It was something I didn't I didn't bank on. And I went in, into the place, you know, being a little bit, you know, being a comedian. I was like, this is kind of goofy. This is kind of silly. And then it, it reminded me of how everything in life has different meaning to different people. And the fact that this, this guy just had like a little slice of heaven. And somehow this store might just be a better experience to him than to anyone else. Because he had a, a leg up on everyone else that he really, really, really got to use what they were doing as a, as a, as a way to make a decision. And, uh, so anyways, thought I'd share that with you, a little unexpected, beautiful moment. And, uh. It just goes to show you—you you never know when they're going to pop up. You never know when a, a wonderful little moment's going to pop up, and that's that's the essence of life. That's the beauty of life, and that's that's uh, why we love life. You just don't know, and uh, sometimes it, it just drops in your lap, and then other times uh, I always recommend you look for it. If you're having a bad day, if you're if you're if you're just kind of walking around humdrum. Don't walk around with your head down looking at the cracks in the sidewalk. Look around. Look around and see if there's something that maybe fills you up with something. Maybe there's a cloud. Maybe there's a a bug on a leaf. Maybe there's a kid sticking its finger in a water fountain. Who knows? But uh, kind of of fun stuff uh, in life there. So there you go. Oh, lovely. And what a dog. I love the, 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 just not to go on about it, but the seeing eye dog. These dogs, uh, there's something so special about them. It was weird because I looked at the guy's eyes, and then I looked down at the dog's eyes. And I realized that that these dog's eyes were this guy's eyes. And uh, it was very fascinating to know that a creature that, you know, evolved from the wolf, which is a wild you know, carnivore, here was this German shepherd using its eyes to help this human being see. And uh, that's a whole nother long topic, but uh, fascinating. Um, and speaking of the joys of life, well, th- this is like a bittersweet announcement I'm going to make, okay? I I'm happy to make this announcement, but I'm also, like, sad but I'm going to do it nonetheless. Okay. As you know, last year I was shooting a brand new sitcom called package deal. And, uh, it's a Canadian production, but it looks for the most part, like an American sitcom. It looks a lot like how I met your mother or big bang theory. And it's really funny and uh, it's brand new and it's called package deal. And, um, it's premiering. Yes, I'm very happy to say and announce that it is premiering. Um, it will be premiering on May 6 at 8.30 p.m. Okay? May 6, 8.30 p.m., my brand-new sitcom package deal. It's about uh, three overly close brothers. And kind of if you get involved with one brother, the other two get involved with you. And uh, I play the oldest brother, Sheldon. And uh, it's a real fun character. I'm really loving doing it. The show's looking really good. Uh, I think it's funny, but I'll let you be the judge. Um, so here's the deal. It was shot in Canada for a Canadian network, City TV. And it's going to play in Canada Monday, May 6th at 8.30. It's sandwiched between um, How I Met Your Mother and two broke girls, so it'll be how I met your mother at eight o'clock, package deal at eight thirty, and then two broke girls at nine o'clock. Great time slot. Uh, I hope all my Canadian friends listening right now, my my fellow countrymen and women, I I hope you watch the show, support it, and uh, I, you know I can't tell you whether to like it or not, but I hope you like it. Um. And that's the big announcement. But here's the sad part, because now I'm an American citizen, too, and I live in the U.S., and unfortunately, guys and girls, it won't play in the United States because it's a Canadian show. But what they are doing is I know that they're going to start playing it in Canada, and then they're going to try and sell it down here. So hopefully you see it on the air down here in uh, the U.S. very soon. But for the beginning run, I'm sad to say you can't see it. And that really bothers me because uh, I'm proud of it. And I think you'd really like it. And it's quality and it's funny. Oh, so sorry, USA. Uh, Hopefully it gets here soon. I will let you know. But Canada... My Canadian friends, my Canadian uh, brothers and sisters, please watch the show. Please tell your friends. This is the first Canadian sitcom filmed in front of a live audience. Canada has not pursued the sitcom for as long as there's been television in Canada, which is beyond me, which is kind of bizarre and mystifying. I think they might have made a few... Short lived attempts. Um, but no one's done an adult sitcom, American style sitcom with a live studio audience. Uh, this is the first one. So this is kind of historic. And I hope all you Canadians listening get way behind this and, uh, and watch it and tell your friends so that we get great ratings and that we can keep going. Because, um, as Canadians who export a lot of hilarious comedic talent and a lot of great actors and writers and directors and producers, to me it is disgraceful that we don't have uh, all this stuff happening in our own country. We're obviously talented enough, and uh, we know how to do it, and so I'm very excited that I'm part of this um, this new beginning and uh, I really want this thing to uh, be successful, so not just for me, but so it opened up a whole industry in Canada and leads to many more um, amazing sitcoms and so on. So there you go, guys. Again, sorry to the USA. Notice I said a Canadian style. Sorry to the USA. Hopefully it'll get here. I'll let you know. But to my Canadian brethren, please tune in. Think you'll dig it, man. Package deal. Monday, April 6, 8.30 on City TV. And uh, can't wait to hear what you think. Um, You can always uh, call me, 323-739-4330 with your thoughts. And uh, you can always write me at harlanwilliams.com. Uh, So let's see, what else do we have coming up here, gang? Uh, Let's not forget that, um, gee, I guess I'm going to be in uh, Pittsburgh later this week. Pittsburgh Improv. Come and check it out. Great club, great time. Uh, That's going to be Friday, April 26th to Sunday, April 28th. And we are going to be doing stand-up and improv. We're going to do stand-up show. And then uh, me and my opening act are going to come back out on stage and take suggestions from the crowd and do improv. So it's like a double show, man. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, and, uh, and then uh, later on in May, May 9th to May 12th, I will be in uh, San Jose, California at the improv and then May 17th to the 19th I will be in Denver Colorado at the comedy Works. so some great tours uh, coming up guys hope you uh, hope you dig it and uh, that's it man I'm, I'm done this is today's show check out harlow williams.com go to our store order my new special order a book order a shirt a CD whatever you want Uh, As for me, I'm out of here. I'm going to go get wafted. I'm going to get wafted real good. And uh, until next time, you know what I'm about to say. Chicken. Chow mein, baby. That's a knife. That's a knife.